If you caught episode 157 of the podcast, you would have met Ricky Gilby. He's uh, a member here of the gym and he runs this really cool business called Wow Hand Planes where they make hand planes for body surfing. So like little kind of paddles that you wear on your hands from recycled ocean plastics. Anyway, we did an episode just on how he, on the, the whole kind of, uh, timeline of his business talking about how he came up with the idea how he established um, this supply chain and you know through to how he, he sells these things anyway it was really cool episode 157 I'll put a link to that in the show notes today Ricky and I caught up for a coffee earlier um, we catch up every so often he's been away in recent months but um, we caught up just for a bit of a chat about business and stuff and I thought we'd just kind of extend that to the show so we we're talking about managing all of these different roles within your business he's now running two businesses i have two businesses um it's not a flex when i say two businesses because you know one of them's really young one of them is slightly less young um but basically when you're wearing all these different hats you're trying to be the marketing person the salesperson the admin guy you're trying to manage the finances the you know the staff like all that stuff there's so many different roles and it's really cool to get an insight into how other people handle those things because everyone sort of goes their own way about it at the end of the day we're all trying to be productive and there are some some things that can help with with being more productive so rick and i were chatting about that um if you're in business or if you plan to be in business or you know even if you're just like managing a few clients and you know maybe you got a job on the side but you got a bit of a pt thing going on that's a business so I hope that you can get some really good takeaways from this. Um, I know I did. Uh, let's jump into the episode. You. Father dog jazz was on the back of the ute that we have, and it's pretty high, right? Like the tray of a ute. And I, I put her up there because she can't jump up there. And I was like, yeah, she was kind of interested in the ute. So I was like, go on, you can stand on the back of the ute while it's parked. This one got immediate FOMO and was like standing right underneath where Jazz was. So the back of the tray, Jazz is standing along it. This one just launches up through Jazz's legs. <laughs> through like right under the undercarriage and like pops out the other. It was the most precise. It was like a Jackie Chan move. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. That's when we realised that she got big leg power. Hey, um, we were having a chat before the show about um, you doing this this new venture. Yep. Right, and uh, what interested me about that was you now got two brands, mm. right? Two jobs, and I mean this is this is an extremely entrepreneurial centric thing, right? To have two different brands that you're building. Yep. maintaining you know whatever f- part of the timeline they're at but what what i where i think this is relevant for most folks is that it's like a change between two different hats one day you're on this bit bu- this 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 time you're on this business and that time you're on that business and it might be like if i'm thinking about say in the gym it might be this is you as a coach this is you as a manager of the business Sure. Or this is you as your role in sales, this is you as your role, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, one thing that I've found 
tricky is being effective and not wasting time when switching between the two. Yeah. What's um? Tell me about how you know how that plays out for you. Yeah, like it's a learning curve. You know, I haven't necessarily run two different things simultaneously before. But I think when you run your own little small business, especially for, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years in on my first brand. Yeah. You wear many hats already. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a different person every other hour. You know, you're, you're a digital marketer, you're a customer service agent, you're a website designer, you're a, you know, logistics manager, you're a supply chain manager. You know, so for me, I'm, I'm doing many different roles every day anyway. I think... When you're doing a second brand, I'm learning at the moment, there are many crossovers. So the second brand that I'm running is a very similar process to my first. It's a product-based business. You need to get product made. You need to make sure that's high quality, you know, building a website, marketing strategy. Like the fundamentals are all the same. It's still a product-based business that you're trying to sell. So there's, very, there's lots of similarities. Um, it's a very fresh business, my second one. So yeah, I'm thinking from the very start, like building it from scratch and learning what I've learned over the years with my first one. Um, so there's a lot less trial and error involved. Like I know what I need to do. I've made all the mistakes in the first one. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm <laughs> sure I'll make many more as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when you run your own business, I think one of the biggest pitfalls that a lot of people fall into is they run out of steam, they run out of passion, they run out of energy in their business. And I, I definitely, have, I'm feeling that with my first brand, hence why I'm thinking about doing something extra on top. Because when you've been running something, the same thing for so long, the passion and the fuse does start to, to go out a little bit. Um, but now I've got this new idea that I'm super pumped about. Um, I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to get up and start working on it. You know, I'm excited when I'm writing my to-do list the night before, what I'm gonna do the next day. Um, but that excitement transfers over into my original brand as well. You know, I'm, I'm pumped to do my stuff, and I know that if I don't do what I need to do for, for war, my first business, I won't have time to work on my new one. So I'm, I'm super productive in the days that I'm working on my old business, way more than I have been in the last kind of 12 months, because I know I need to get it done, and then I can focus on this new cool stuff. So... I'm I'm in a good phase right now. I'm I'm feeling pretty productive. Like working on two different businesses at the same time is a bit of a struggle, but I'm I'm loving it at the moment. So there's a momentum piece there, huh? Like where this momentum that you're it's sort of being generated from the 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 fire of the new thing is carrying over to the other thing. Correct. Yeah. Like I'm very proud of where my um my body surfing business has got to. Like I automated a lot of the processes for the business when I had kids and I won't spend much time with them as possible and that automation side of things went really well and I got to the point where you know the struggle would be waking up in the morning and be like what should I be doing today <laughs> you know what is the best use of my time damn you I know it, it, it's, it's it's a promised land but it was you know I just you, you start to not be busy yeah and I, I find that difficult and um, I didn't want to take those days back that I'd achieved by automating everything else. So I had this extra time. I wanted to put it into something new. Um, but yeah, now I know exactly what I need to do every day because I only have a certain amount of time to do it. 
you know, I've got a, a deadline essentially to get this stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, scheduling my days has been, has become very important. I've gone from that waking up and being like, right, what should I do today? To the last task of my day every day is writing my to-do list for the next day. Right. That's been really important for me at the moment. Um, Just so that you, you're not fucking around in the morning. You already know when you go correct. to bed that I'm going to get up at this time because I've got to start it. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm notoriously a bad sleeper, especially when I'm excited for something. Um, and when you're starting a new business, my, my brain switches on at about 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. You know, the kids are in bed. I've had two hours to just chill with my wife and watch TV or whatever. I go to bed. All the stimulus is, is gone. Brain kicks on. And it's Ideas like time. all these things going through your head. What can I do? This is a great idea. I should do that. And, you know, I'll spend a couple of hours in bed just thinking through stuff. And you know, My wife hates it because she just passes out and I just want to talk to her about this cool stuff that I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to, to combat that, you know, I, I try to um, do that at the end of my day. Just write down everything that I, I want to do the next day. Um, but then also having a notepad next to my bed. Yeah. Um, so I can just put on the low light, roll over, write something down, and I can actually sleep then. Yeah, being able to get it out of the head, huh? It, it's a it's a page. huge thing. You know, it doesn't sound like a massive thing to do to just write something down, but you get you get sleep that way. You can. It's done. I'll remember it in the morning because it's written down. Yeah. Now I can just relax. So the and like I said in the intro that. Um, You've been on the show before and we did a whole sort of breakdown of your original business, Wow Hand Planes. And so, um, sorry, War Hand Planes. Um, you can say it how you like. Can I? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so go back and listen to that if you can because that business is really fascinating and it's, a, and it's such a fucking cool idea. Tell me this though, uh, just quickly, do you do two consecutive days on business one, two consecutive days on business two or do you alternate? Ideally, yes, two and two, but inevitably stuff always comes up that you need to do. So my days are often a bit mixed. Yeah. I try to keep it two days on, two days on. Um, but yeah, there'll always be something that pops up that you need urgent to... Urgent stuff is urgent on, stuff. On war or, or you know, you need to get um, um, an invoice paid for the other stuff to get your samples through on time. And um, But yeah, it is essentially a two day on, two day on process yeah and one day with a kid <clears throat> when i'm when i'm thinking about you know a lot of our listeners like in the in the coaching and the gym game i think that's a luxury that you just that that most don't have maybe you do if you're at a point where you, your gym is really well staffed and you can be like this is my marketing day and this is a coaching heavy day where i go in and i just coach but usually you're kind of trying to squeeze a bit of everything into each day i think yeah. um just a suggestion on that is to try to block it is to try to reduce the amount of things you are doing every day so if you can maybe it's just one chunk for admin time and maybe that's just on one day and then on the next day it's like creative time something like that plus some coaching yeah you know, but yeah doing like 45 minutes of that 45 of that that's i find that's really ineffective yeah i think that that's what I admire a lot about people who work in the gym industry is that essentially you are the business. You need to be there. You're the face of it. Um, your time is required 
constantly to be physically present if you're PTing, you're running classes or whatnot. Um, one of the benefits of running a product-based business is if you can get it to a level where you order the stock and it will sell, um, you can automate a lot of it and then start to remove your time from involvement in the business and then use that time for, for whatever, else, whatever else you need. Yeah, it's so true. <clears throat> so tell me, do you do, you kind of mentioned it before, you do marketing stuff, sales, the administrator, like you do everything for your, for your businesses. Mm. Do you find it, is it a consideration for you separating being creative and being kind of operational or do you just fucking do it all when you're doing it? Like you're like, hey, I'm going to spend some time here thinking about my next marketing campaign. Or are you like thinking about I, that and building it at the same time? I personally find that very difficult to do that. Like I have to be in the flow state to be able to kind of work on something like marketing strategy or creativity stuff. I'll, I'll dedicate time to it. And then if I'm not into it, I'll inevitably, inevitably get pulled away by just kind of some admin task yeah. and do that. Um, I kind of have to jump on it when I'm, when I'm ready, you know, when I'm feeling in the mood. Inspired. I've done things that need to be done, you know, on my to-do list, the things that are 100% required, do that. Yeah. And then if I'm in the mood, then I'll start to think about some of the creative side of things. But I've had to come up with some kind of little productivity hacks. Um, two of my biggest ones that have been working for me a lot, um, I bought a really fancy mobile phone holder that I put out in my... Um, lounge and so i put my phone in this and it's like a, one of those really nice ones where you just put it in it clicks in beautifully and starts charging so i kind of want to put my phone in it i put my phone in there for the first few hours of the day and then i go in the office and work my phone's outside oh but i really wanted to have <laughs> couldn't work out where to put my phone which sounds like a stupid thing but i wanted to have a place to put it yeah so now it's my routine i'll get up i will check emails first thing just to make sure that everything's going okay, nothing's gone crazily wrong. Um, and then when I go in the office, I'll place my phone in its fancy phone holder and go in and do two, three hours of like as much productive work that I can. Mm -hmm. um, and then also no emails until after 11. Right, so there's the initial email check. The initial email. But then just to make sure that- What yeah. time's that? What time do you get up? Probably like 7.30. Okay. So. Get Fuck, bro. People be like, what, 2.30, 3.30 a.m.? What are we talking here? How productive are we? Okay, so... And that's, um, when I say check, it's just to skim through on the phone just to make sure that... Yeah. Nothing's, like, on fire. Yeah. Okay. And then, right, and so then you don't check your phone until 11.30 or 11. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go out about 11, have kind of my mid-morning snack, coffee, get in the phone, check what I've missed, and then once I go back in with my coffee then I'll go through some of the emails. Yeah, okay. But I, I try to stick to that as much as possible. That really gives me that time because I find my time in the morning can also be very, I'm very distractible in the morning. Yeah. It takes me a bit of a while to get going on my day. Um, so if I don't do that, I'll either get sucked into my emails or my phone um, and that just kind of ruins my, my morning's productivity. Yeah. Which I could kind of get away with when I was just doing the one business that had a lot of stuff automated also really didn't have that um, necessity to be super productive for those couple of hours. Yep. So it became this 
habit of mine that I really hated that my mornings would be unproductive. Yeah. So um, um, the last like six months or so, I've been doing this no phones, no emails morning section and it's been working really well. Wow. Yeah, there's a... Um, it's been explained to me a couple of different ways, but there's kind of like a... In the, the sort of first couple of hours of the morning, you really have a more sort of clear headspace in a way, don't you? And if you... If you go and sort of, I think of it as like polluting it, if you pollute it with like what's happening on Instagram, what's my WhatsApp saying, who did what on Facebook, you start going through all this social media and emails and shit, you just kind of, you destroy that space. Mm. And it's going to get destroyed. Like your day's going to, like naturally a bunch of shit's going to add up and you're going to be, you know, it's like you don't, you feel very different at the end of the day. But so if you don't protect that initial period, you never get it back until the next day. Yeah, and I, I work through most of the things on my list in that few hours in the morning. Right. The, wrote the list that I wrote the night before, I, can, I feel like I can fire them off in that first couple of hours of the day. Um, beyond do you, that... Do you have breakfast before that? Um, I try to. Breakfast is a really hard one for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I get the kids' breakfast. I do kids' breakfast most mornings. Get them off to daycare. Um, but I find breakfast is something that I have to force myself to eat. Yeah. I don't normally wake up hungry, and I'm normally a pretty hungry guy. Right. You now I have a, a quite a fast metabolism. I eat a lot of food. But the morning times, are, yeah, I have to force myself. But it'll usually be, the most common one would be, yeah, food around that kind of 11 a.m. break. Yeah. Um, that's when I start to get really hungry. And if I'm focused enough, I'll, I'll just smash some porridge with the kids. Yeah, right. Let's get it done. But usually I'm just like, just get the kids done, get them sorted and focus on myself later. Something I probably should work on. I do feel much better um, throughout the day if I have a meal first thing. Right. But I'm just not hungry in the morning. Yeah, I find it's... I find... I, I don't know. I don't force it either. You know, I prefer to have... To get up, have a couple of hours of being awake. Mm. Like I'll come in, train in the morning for 90 minutes you know, 30 minutes to drive to work, 90 minutes training, and then I'll go eat. Or on my days where I work from home, of which I do two, I will, <clears throat> I'll usually just fast until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's I'll, pump my co- natural I'll pump a coffee, mm. which I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the healthiest thing, but it, it, it allows me to be, I don't know, feels good getting that little bit of mm. drug in the brain and, you know, a bit more productive. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a tea man first thing. Are you? Mm. Mm. Coffee, British. coffee. Yeah, first coffee is normally that eleven o'clock kind of vibe. Um, just, uh, just that's my get up, turn the kettle on. Well, I fill the kettle up before I go to bed. Wow, that's really my. chasing efficiency there, mm. so that it's not even like, oh fuck, kettle's not full. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like when you've got a baby under the arm, and you know you've got other things <coughs> going on. Kettle on makes it life easy. I had a um, had a coach, a business coach years ago, a fella named Drew. He's re- he's taught us, taught me some really good stuff. He um, he said to me, "Don't try to create and implement at the same time." And um, he's like, "They're just separate processes in your brain. So make a time for creating, and then make a time for implementing." And I've thought about this a lot where it's relevant to say someone in my position or someone running a gym, um, you know, examples of when that happens, like 
don't open up your Instagram and try to come up with an idea. What am I going to post about right now? Because you're trying to implement and also create at the same time. Um, another example that, that I think for any coach this one rings true is I need to write a program for a class or for a person, sit down, open up a, a new Word document and go, all right, what are we doing? Start writing the program. Okay, I'll warm up. Okay, yeah, what's first? Like it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. Whereas if you do them separately, so if you go, hey, I got 30 minutes here, I'm going to come up with some ideas for what I'm going to post about this week or I'm going to write out a basic overview of the program I'm writing for so-and-so and then at another time that day or the next day, you go, cool, I'm going to take that and I'm going to post this thing. Yeah, take one of those ideas and make it a part. Like it's, it fucking works so well. I actually remember hearing it when we're in the, in the movement culture too. There were these rules that some guy, some teacher had put out there, but one was, um, do not try to analyze and do. They are separate processes. It's true. Yeah, it worked really well for me. So you know, I'm just thinking about like you know, in terms of hacks, I've always found that being able to look at what I need to get done. And, and identify is that an implementation thing or is it a creative thing? And then just making sure they're separate. And, you know, ideally, and I, a lot of people don't have this, uh, I guess don't have the, you know, the ability to do this or the luxury is the word I'm looking for, but to have them on separate days. Yeah. I, I would love to be able to do that, to have a whole day dedicated to creativity, you know, factor in some some movement and some um, some stuff that you like doing. Uh, you know, you can I, you can have days where you just ha think stuff through, and I have done that before. You know, I've gone off and I've just played around a golf with the intention to come up with three good ideas by the end of the round of golf, kind of thing. Um, but I'm I'm not that great at that. Dedicating an entire day to just thinking and and being creative. Um, I tend to get sucked into the daily tasks. I can't, can't quite help it. Um, yeah, you want to start ticking off the list, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just, it's just a, a constant, right? Um, even if it's little stuff. But in an ideal world, I would love to be able to do that, to have just a day cre dedicated to creativity. Are you familiar with Stephen Covey's, uh, what does he call them, time management quadrants? I think he's the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, is that the one that's like um, you, you need to do it, you, you would like to do it? Mm, yeah, it's urgent, not urgent, yeah. important, not important. And so there's four. Yeah, so if it's four. urgent and important, it's what you do and yeah, yeah. delegate. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like urgent and important makes sense. That's going to get done. Yeah. Then you got the other end of the spectrum, quadrant four, I believe, which is not urgent, not important. <laughs> so it's like, don't do that stuff. <laughs> yep. That's you fucking around on Instagram or watching a YouTube video that, you know, yep. for longer than you should be. That's like, doesn't need to happen. Arguably there's a place for it, but not when you're trying to be productive. Yep. Um, but yeah, the other two quadrants are what are interesting. There is the urgent, not important, you know, and that is often when you look in your emails. There's like urgent shit, but some of it just doesn't matter. Mm. And so, you know, well, oh, fuck, what is that taking the place of right now? You obviously, 
you know, and you, I think you get good at realizing that and going, okay, I'm going to handle that later. But the, the, the last one is not urgent, but important. And that is where a lot of the creative stuff lands, mm. I find. Coming up with ideas, creating, writing content, um, designing a new marketing campaign, you know, telling a story that, you know, like just coming up with something that will become like an asset for your business. Like if you're creating a marketing campaign, that's hugely important. But if you don't do it today, it doesn't matter. And if you don't do it tomorrow, it probably doesn't matter. But it does have to happen. Yep. And, that, and so you look at what often takes the place of that non-urgent, important stuff. And it's like, I was responding to Instagram comments because that was urgent. Or I was trying to clear out my inbox because that was urgent. Mm. And, uh, you know, you might spend fucking an hour and a half on that stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, that's, I think that's a benefit of running two things at once is those important but unurgent things um, become somewhat urgent because I know now that if I don't complete a creativity task by the end of Tuesday, let's say, the next two days are focused on the other business, the last day is focused on my kid, then it's the weekend with the family, and then I'm back to Monday again. So if I don't complete it on Tuesday afternoon, I won't get an opportunity to work on it again until Monday. Mm. So that's like a self-imposed deadline. Um, so it becomes a lot more urgent. And so you just make the time to get it done because it's squeezed into such a short amount of time that you can do it. It's not like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah. I know that tomorrow isn't, tomorrow is like five days away that I can actually work on it. So You never have the like, oh, I'll just get up a couple of hours earlier on the weekend and do it then. My sleep is so erratic right now with the baby and stuff. There's no way that I can plan an early morning session to just get stuff done because it's a gamble what our, what our night's going to be like at the moment. Yeah, right. A blessing of sorts. Yeah, and also I'm not super productive first thing in the morning. I've never been a, a really early riser. Because um, you're drinking tea. <laughs> not enough caffeine dude <laughs> maybe that's my downfall but yeah no my um my creativity if i if i i reckon if i worked from like 11 p.m to 2 a.m every day that would be the most productive time of my day that's when my brain is at its highest function the amount of times that i have got up at like 2 a.m just went and sat down and done like two hours of the most productive work I would do <laughs> in the entire day and then go back to bed. Um, Feeling like, yes, I just did some good yeah. work. And you wake up in the morning, you feel chuffed, like, you know, you're a bit tired, but you've achieved so much already. Um, my brain just works weirdly like that. You know, that's a universal thing, that that end of the day. Mm. That's I heard like, I heard like that 4 a.m. is supposed to be the most creative hour of the day or something. Oh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard like, I guess, yeah, I've heard different things, but... But like a bit more like the things I've heard are like 10, 11 p.m. Mm. That's where a lot of people really hit their stride because the rest of the world has shut down. Correct. There's no stimulus to draw you away, right? So yeah. If you wake up, if you were to wake up at 4 a.m., the world is still very quiet. Yeah. You don't have any other distractions, really. So you can be totally focused. I don't wake up 4 a.m. focused, though. Did you ever... Um, one of Tim Ferriss's books might have been the, the more recent one he did where he's got just kind of little snapshots of interviews and stuff that he's done with all sorts of people. And he talks with a lot of great authors in that book about their process around writing. 
because he's like you know writing is fucking hard like you got to sit down like there's a discipline to it yeah and a lot of them talk about this discipline and you got to sit down you got to do it and you know it doesn't always feel right whatever and i'm sure it's um paulo coelho that he talks to the guy that wrote the alchemist and other books if you ever come across that good book and i'm sure it's him and he's talking about he's like what's your process he's like well my process is it's very very specific he's like i I get up early and i know that i need to get x amount of writing done that day and so um basically i start by taking a short walk and on that walk i'm you know blah 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 and then he's like and then i get home and then i fuck around a little bit and watch a bit of television He's like, and then before you know, I'm a little bit hungry and it's lunchtime. I haven't started writing yet, but I cook a nice lunch. He's like, so then it's the afternoon. I want to go for a little walk, get the food digested. Still don't feel particularly inspired. He's like, and then it's like four o'clock and the fucking day's about to end and I really have to get some writing done. And so I sit down for like 90 minutes and I pump out the writing. Yeah. He's like, but it takes me the whole day to, to, to build up the, you know, <laughs> the, um, the motivation or the energy to, to get that done. <clears throat> I really love that because it's really imperfect. It's really yep. not ideal. But it's also quite real, right? I think that's the reality for a lot of people, a lot of business owners, you know, and I personally, you know, do that a lot and feel guilty about it a lot that I'm not doing the things that I know that I need to do during the day. But I feel like, you know, I've done it so long and my business is going you know, reasonably well that it works as long as you get it done. And as long as you just make sure that the important tasks are done. Um, but yeah, work on creative stuff when you're feeling creative. Like my, I don't have a super strict routine. I don't have um, regular hacks that I do super consistently all the time that work. I don't have a very structured day. You know, I'm very much um, a reactionary type um, business owner at the moment. Make sure all of the fundamentals are done, but then work on what you feel like you want to work on in the time um that's how i operate best and it's not perfect your days aren't fully structured i tend to get pulled from one task to another and may not complete the original one um that happens a lot Um, but i just kind of go with the flow of the day you trust yourself that if you made that change then it was probably the right thing to do yeah the other task probably wasn't that important um and yeah i could be i could be more efficient i could be more productive if i had more of a structure but i just don't work well in that environment um, so I, I like to be flexible i like to be able to go um, go and exercise when i want to go and get some movement in when i want to eat when i want to and then work when i want to um, but i do have to make sure that everything is going good and all the important stuff is done I quite i like to think of my especially my war business like the analogy I like to think of is that at the moment I'm like stood in a kitchen with like a hundred boiling pots all around me and everything's just boiling away going okay. Um, sometimes I have to jump on one and turn turn the gas down a bit. Sometimes one's not boiling anymore. I've turned the gas up a bit. As long as I keep some gas coming in um, and keep everything boiling, then it's all seemingly going okay. Um, so I'm constantly kind of on edge with it, but it's a system that's working at the moment but yeah i don't think people should be afraid to be flexible and go with what you're feeling when you're trying to run your own thing you try to structure your day and confine yourself to time restraints all the time you just end up resenting it a bit i think yeah it's a good point 
Only thing I would add to that is that I think um, you're a you're a very you are an organized guy and you're a disciplined guy, and I think that as qualities, they allow you to be that way. Mm. Because I can think of people who might take a, a kind of more fluid approach like that, and they like discipline and organization, and their days are fucking mess all the time. And you're like, whoa, you know, and really unproductive, right? So I think it's also about knowing what works for you and what, like, what, how you behave. Yeah. I, I have, you know, if I do take flexi days like that, um, where I'm not doing the stuff that I probably should be doing, I always have that little bit of guilt that I should be doing that. Um, and that keeps me coming back and make sure that I get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, you know, I do, I do love it. Like, I do love working on the stuff that I'm working on, which is why, like, now having this new little venture um, who's reignited that fire of passion in, in running a, and starting a small business, which has gone out somewhat in my other one, being 10 years in now. Um, passion and, and enjoying what you're doing is absolutely massive. I don't think there's any way that I'd be able to run my current business and start a new one if I didn't love it. It would be be quick to die if it was just something that was a business that made money that I didn't really enjoy. I personally wouldn't be able to run that that business. Because when you get times when it is really hard and you've got a lot of shit going wrong and things aren't going the way that you plan, you're not making enough money or you spent too much on something and something just breaks or you, know, you get a real bad review on something, like you've got to actually love it to push through those times. And for me, yeah, I'd, if I was going to start a new business, which I've thought about for many years, which one I could do, and a lot of the products that I come up with, I think would have been good businesses. You know, they probably would have made money, but I don't think I personally would have been able to run them in the long term, just because I didn't have that passion. So yeah, for me, if I don't if I don't love it, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, I feel that, mate. Um, <clears throat> thanks for coming on. It's nice to uh, it's nice to talk with you about business. Always a pleasure. Joey. Yeah, I'll um, like I said, I'll put a link in the show notes to the the previous episode we did with Ricky, where you can find out about his his ten year old business. Um, let's get you back in. Uh, let's do this again in a few months' time, six months. So when the new business is up and running. Yeah, I'm hoping to get it all launched before before Christmas, but the, the next six months will be super important. Um, trying to fast track everything. But um, it's exciting. But yeah, I'd love to come back on and chat. And uh, I'd have a lot more to talk about then because uh, starting something and launching it is something very different. So um, the launch is going to be key. And um, if I do that right, then we could be laughing. Wow, we could be doing this one in the Bahamas. <laughs> Thanks, man. All good, Joey. Thanks, buddy.